So, Wete to Skipoli, welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's, where we are going to be going over a pretty big topic uh, known as participles. And this is going to be correlating with Wheelock's chapter 23. And this is going to be a little bit of a longer one. Stay tuned. I may split it up into two parts uh, just to have the material a little bit more fleshed out. Um, uh, we'll see as we go. I always like to kind of you know, keep this open-ended and uh, not a drag. So before we begin, let me list uh, four important rules to remember within chapter 23. So number one, Latin has four principal parts, the present active, the future active, the perfect passive, and the future passive. It lacks, however, a present passive participle, i.e. being verbed. That's how I would describe it. I'll go into that more in-depthly when we actually translate. And the perfect active participle having verbed. Um, so if I were to say something like love, if I put loved in there, the present passive participle is being loved versus the perfect active is having loved. Moving on, number two, the perfect passive future active and future passive participles belong to second and third, or first and second declensions, rather. My mistake. The present active participle belongs to the third declension only. So third declension for the present active participle, all the rest are going to have the second or first declension endings. And for number three, the verb essay has only a future active participle, which is futurus. It lacks both the present active and all passive participles. So, lastly, particip participles, there we go, Liam, show relative time. So, what are participles? At, at heart, participles are verbs which have been turned into adjectives. So, thus, technically, participles, as I like to say, are verbal adjectives. So... Moving on, big big things to note, but we'll get into it uh, quite a bit more in depth. So the first part of the word party means part, and the second part, part kip, uh, means take. So uh, it basically is indicating that participles partake and or share in the characteristics of both verbs and adjectives. See that little etymological thing I did there? Ha ha. In other words, the base of a participle is verbal, giving it some of the qualities of a verb. For instance, tense. It can indicate when the action is happening, now or then or later, i.e. present, past, or future. Conjugation. What thematic vowel will be used, um, i.e. will an A in the first declension E in the second declension, and so on. So voice, whether the word is attached to an acting or being acted upon, i.e. active or passive. And if it can be, or, and if it can rather express voice. Hello, Nala. I have a dog that has just joined me for the lesson. Would you like to come join and sit on couch next to Liam? Come close. Come on. She's dumb. Anyways, um, 
And if it can express voice, then it must also be able to express expectation. In other words, will the participle be followed by a direct object? If so, it must be active or an agent. If so, it must be passive. Correct? Why do I do that? Participles can also be followed by anything the verb naturally expects. Indirect objects, complementary infinitives, ablatives of separation, and the like. That's the base of participles, but their endings are totally different. They're adjectival instead of verbal. Therefore, they contain the type of information adjectives do. Case, number, and gender. This allows them to agree with nouns or function as substantives. You remember those, don't you? Adjectives that kind of like ha um, have a, a noun correlated with it because uh, the substantives are... Um, they're dictated by the, the gender of the ending. A little side tangent there. But like adjectives, participles cannot stand alone and make sense. So instead, they create phrases, i.e. dependent forms, which must be embedded inside a larger thought that has a full, a.k.a. finite verb. And we are back. So, before embarking on the formation and the use of Latin participles, let's look at a few examples of participles in English, beginning with present tense participles, for example, like listening. As in listening carefully, men can learn much from their partners. Here, the first part of the participle, listen, comes from the verb in its present tense form. The men are listening and learning at the same time, which is now. While the second part of the participle, ing, ing, ing uh, is an English participle ending, uh, turns the verb listen into an adjective agreeing with men. In other words, in the same way an adjective like stoic or attentive could be attached to men, Listening carefully, carefully, stoic and attentive men can learn much from their partners. Listening modifies men. It tells you what kind of men they are. Notice that participles like listening convey not only tense, in this instance present tense, but also voice and expectation. For instance, giving Latin their full attention, most students get A's. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Besides being active voice, participles can also be passive voice, as in being instructed by a Latin teacher, students understand English better. As before, ing indicates that the form is a participle, but then it's, it's expressed with b, plus the ed form of the verb. It becomes passive, which means it, it expects an agent. Sorry, <clears throat> lots of allergies going on by um, a Latin teacher, which is the agent, essentially. So, in addition to the for voice, the participle can change tense. So, an English perfect active participle, such as having learned good grammar, students often go on to gr 
great success in life. Just like present participles, perfect participles can be passive. As in having been guided by the best teachers, students often experience joy and fame. Besides present and past, participles can be future tense as well, though they're not as simple to form because the future tense marker in English will cannot be used with participles, where we can add having to a verb form to create a perfect participle like having done it. We can do it with the same will. So willing do it doesn't sound all too grammatically correct. So instead, how about we say about to do it or going to do it? So that would be the future tense participle is about to or going to do something. In the next chapter, we'll uh, learn this is called a paraphrastic construction, meaning it's a long way of saying a simple thing. Essentially, the construction requires more words than necessary. Gotta love learning how to be convoluted, right? Here's an example of a future active participle construction in English. The students about to confront some very difficult grammar resolve to study like never before. See what I did there? About to confront is our future tense participle. Future participles can be passive as well. For instance, the students about to be confronted by some very difficult grammar resolve to study like never before. Here are all those participles, active and passive, present, perfect, future, in a chart-like form as I render it from my mind uh, and make it verbal and see if that all makes sense. So anyways, note the use of ing in the active forms aka verbing, having verbed, going to, verbed. The passive forms use instead a form of be plus the uh, passive indicator ed at the end of a verb, right? So being verbed, having been verbed, or going to be verbed. Now let's look at Latin participles. Here are the simple formulas for those participles. So we have verbing, being verbed, and so on, right? That we've gone over before. So first, the present active participle is formed in Latin by taking the present base of a verb plus the thematic vowel appropriate to the verb's conjugation and adding the adjectival ending ns or ntis, and so on, following the third declension. Remember that even though participles come from verbs, they're adjectives fundamentally. They are adjectives fundamentally. For example, the present active participle of amo, first conjugation, is amans amantis. We'll talk about the translation of these forms in a second. Uh, so, uh, second thing to note, no present passive participles in Latin or perfect active participles. So we can go ahead, we have only present active, there is no present passive participle, and there is no perfect active. So there is only, we're gonna go to the perfect passive participle in this case, which we've already learned. It's the fourth principal part of the verb. In this case, it let's use amo, which would be in this case, amatus, amata, and amatum. Remember, fourth principal part, we use that to uh, do our perfect system. Take that same base, add 
you are, and this is our fourth point, point by the way, so this is going to be the for the future active, we take the same base at you are, so amateur, between the perfect passive verb base and ending, and you have the future active participle. It's distinctive U R U S A and U M endings follow first and second declension rendering forms like amaturus, amatura, and amaturum. For uh, fifth and lastly here, the fifth, uh, the future passive participle. Its use, its uses, it. Whoa! So the future passive participle. It uses the present verb base plus N D, not N T. Be careful about this, okay? Not NT. That's going to very much look like the present active, and that's not what we're trying to do here. So, like I said, verb base plus ND plus the first or second declension endings, producing forms like Amandus, Amanda, and Amandum. Okay, that's complicated. Let's make it simpler. So this is the core of what you need to know. These are the four markers. So in the present active, it's NT, which equals I and G. So in the perfect passive, we have T and S, meaning, or those are the stems to look for. Having been is how it would be translated. Third, which is the future active, we have the tour or the the tourists, remember, like amatura, amaturus, and amaturum, about to be going to be. So I'm going to love or I'm about to love. And then ND as our future passive, about to or going to be doing something. Okay, so let's do that one more time. Not going to throw the stems. Present active, think of ING. So loving is present active. Perfect active is having been. So having been loved. Future active is about to or going to love. And then future passive is about to or going to be loved. Remember, if it's active, it's going to be expecting a direct object. But if it's passive, it's going to be expecting an agent, most likely an ablative of agent. Notice that only one of the participle, par, participles employs the third declension endings, the present active. All the others use first and second declension endings. Let's look at an example of a Latin verb and use its participles using the third conjugation verb. Um, because they're always the most difficult. And we'll use ago, agere. So taking the participle signs cited above and adding them to the base and proper thematic vowel for the third conjugation, which is E, if you remember, which I hope you do, you get the present active participle of ago, which is agens agentes, right? So then what you do is agens agentes is basically now you decline it so you have a verb, but then you're going to decline that as if it was a third declension noun. So you have agens, agentes, agenti, agentem, agente, agentes, and so on. So from the vocabulary, you know that the perfect passive participle of ago, it's the fourth principal part, which is octus, which would be octus, octa, and octum for the masculine, feminine, and neuter. 
you just have to memorize that one thing, right? Because then all you got to do is decline it via the first or second declension, which is something you you know and have uh, memorized way, way, way long ago. So once you ha- uh, so now that you've got all that memorized, all you're going to be doing is inserting the that you are which creates that distinctive future active participle, octurus, octura, octurum, and returning to the present base, add the ND, and you have the future passive participle, which is going to be agendus, agenda, and agendum. Like agenda. Haha. <laughs> so many Latin participles and English enter English as derivatives. Some students find it easier to learn these forms when they realize they already know them. For instance, the word agent, which comes from our present participle, participle of the verb agens, agentis, the perfect passive participle, octus, produced act or action in English, and the future passive participle, agendus, underlies our word agenda. Only the future active participle acturus has no generated uh, derivatives that I can think of slash I don't think anybody can. If you can, hit me up. Um, so the active ones, amans and amaturus, uh, call for directive objects or direct objects rather, loving slash going to love someone. And the passive ones, amatus and amandus, call for agents such as act or having been or going to be loved by someone, right? Maybe that helps you um, flesh it out in your head a little bit more. So finally, the verb to be in Latin is sum and essay, which only has one participle. The future active, futurus, futura, and futurum probably one of the easiest forms to remember in latin right future futurus huh? naturally sum has no passive forms being bead does not sound like being love uh, being bead being is it just doesn't work but quite unexpected unexpectedly excuse me it also has no present active participle, the equivalent of English, which is being. The lack of this basic participle forced Latin into some odd expressions, as we'll see later on in this course. So let's go over. We'll address a, some uses of the participles real quick, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. I don't think this actually ended up being lo- as long as I expected it. So... Let's address some of those uses of participles, which happen considerably more often than in English. So simply put, the Romans used their participles a lot more than we do, both as adjectives and substantives, which is to be expected when an adjective's form naturally indicates number and gender. So decens, the present active participle for deco, which means to speak, like to dictate, right? Can mean not only the one speaking, but the speaker. Likewise, intelligentes can mean both those comprehending and smart people. And moentia 
literally meaning moving things or things that motivate action also means motivations. Very cool, right? I love language, love Latin, love proving y'all wrong as to why it's not a dead language and it never will be a dead language, ya dummies. Where Latin tends to use participial phrases, English prefers whole clauses. For instance, those beginning with when, if, although, since, who, which, and so on. To wit, where Latin will have the students ignoring their teacher suffered horribly, English prefers the students who ignored their teachers suffered horribly, right? So, or in English, or rather where Latin says the forms having been ignored by the students came back to haunt them, English would rather say the forms which had been ignored by the students came back to haunt them. The result is an or, or no, the result is just kind of like this really diverse and rich array of possibilities for translating Latin participles into English. So that's a beautiful thing. We don't have to be super cut and dry when translating into English from Latin. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and y'all let you know that Tempest es Descedere. I um, am so thankful for y'all sticking with me. Help disseminate the disseminate this information if you have any friends any family that want to learn latin new language want to enrich their vocabulary diversify their understanding of uh, terminology derivatives cognates whatever refer them on to latin and layman's because i'm trying to bring this bad boy uh to the wide masses here if that ever happens i don't know if it will but you know what it's a fun thing to wake up and to do every single day during this nice, wonderful break I'm having. So blessings to all. Um, take care. And I hope you guys have a wonderful beginning of the week. Uh, and uh, I hope you all had a very safe and lovely 4th of July weekend. I'm sorry I didn't say 4th of July earlier. Tending to not be the most patriotic of people. But of course, we do live in a pretty great place. So... Happy summer.